are listening to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast where all topics are on the table, from brotherhood and faith, culture and wisdom. So pull up a chair and join us as we talk about the things that build us up and make us strong. Welcome back to another Strong Towers Podcast. I am your host, Tom Edwards, here as always, with Mike Lara and John Ackerman. And we've been talking the last couple of episodes uh, about moving out of 2020, moving into 2021, and just a couple of the things that, that we even brought up in the conversations um, kind of made us step back and say, wow, you know, that that is something that I am actually upset about um, that happened last year, or there's a sense of loss over things that... Uh, could have or should have been in 2020, um, things that happened to me or, or people I know, things that happened uh, just in the world. Um, and it felt like as we were talking last time about moving into the new year, um, that we actually needed to, to take some space and, and kind of pause and, uh, and just give some room to those, those things that um, maybe need a little bit of grieving from 2020 uh, before we um, actually dive into the new year. And, and so that's our plan for this conversation is, is to just um, kind of walk through what that looks like to, to be honest and, uh, and let ourselves feel those things instead of just being so eager to be over and done and, and on to uh, the next thing. So uh, Mike, why don't, why don't we just throw it back to you for a second? Because you had talked about um, your guys' annual tamale party, which yep. got nixed, um, you know, and so that carries one level of of uh, grieving that you needed to do over this thing that you really enjoy doing for your community. Um, but then you also had that comment about uh, you know trying to keep up, for lack of a better term, a good face on it for the boys. Um, and so there's a whole nother aspect of, of trying to work through, uh, you know, this loss. Um, and so how, how have you guys been, uh, talking through that or, or dealing with that at, at your house? No, that's a, a great place to start. I think, um, one of the first things that actually helped me recognize this was a text from a friend, a text from a friend that, that had the opportunity to kind of listen to the last episode and, and reach out to me and say, Hey, you know, there's an opportunity to teach by action. Right. And one of those things that I've always talk about is being able to not just teach my kids, but also show them how to do things and how to like either, Hey, this is how I read. You guys should read this way. Or, you know, just being able to demonstrate um, certain actions or certain things that I want them to, to learn. And uh, so when I got the text, I was kind of like, hmm, you know, I didn't recognize it as I was saying it, right? And even after listening to it, um, it was one of those situations where I kind of came back and was like, oh, wow, this is a great opportunity to kind of uh, demonstrate grief, right? And try to kind of um, show the boys that, hey, you know, there is times in our lives where um, we have to go through um, a period of loss and how do we act in that? Um, and it's funny cause I've, you know, I've all, you know, we always hear about like the different stages of this or the different stages of that. And I've always heard, you know, the, what is it? The five stages of, of grief. And, you know, they talk about, you know, denial and angle, anger and depression and all this stuff. And I didn't realize how quickly I went through a lot of those stages, <laughs> um, until I went back and actually assessed the whole week. Right. Like it was one of those ones where I was, 
uh, you know, like denial, like, oh no, we could, we could still make this work. Right. Like, Hey, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be canceled right away. And, and, uh, and then even like getting up, getting, I want to say upset. Maybe it was, maybe it was just a, a little kind of like, uh, a little upset. Okay. I got, I got upset. Um, <laughs> about not being able to have this tamale party. Um, and then going through the whole, even the sadness and being able to kind of like describe it on the podcast and then, and then finally coming to the point of, of accepting that, Hey, this is the way it is. But during this acceptance stage, which I still feel like I'm in, um, it's been giving me the opportunity to kind of sit down with my boys and on a small scale, show them, Hey, you know, we can grieve things such as time with friends, right? Um, you know, it's one thing to say, Hey, my tamale party, but it was another thing to say, Hey, the opportunity with friends or the time that we would have hung out together during this season um is 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 no it's not with us and it's okay to be sad about it it's okay to be angry about it it's okay it's okay to have these feelings um but ultimately we're going to grow from that right and it's okay to it's okay to display these feelings right it's one of those you know joke around about like uh, men don't cry right that's one of those one of those uh you know adages that i heard a long time ago and i cry all the time i tell you guys uh you know i won't even pass by a this is us trailer because i'm going to start uh i'm going to start tearing <laughs> up um but you know it's one of those things where i've i was very fortunate and very thankful that I received that text from my friend to sit down with my boys and say, Hey, here's an example of what we're going through. And then I asked them, I said, Hey guys, so, you know, um, what are some of the things, and this is just recently in the last week, what are some of the things that, that, uh, that, uh, you guys are sad about, you know, of course I heard school, Kellen telling me about not being able to go to school the entire time and missing out on recess and, and pizza and lunch and monkey bars and, and uh, it was funny because I think he might have opened the door for Jonah because he said, and Jonah's birthday party. We're not going to be able to do Jonah's birthday party. And then I think that's when Jonah was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to have my friends over. Now I'm sad. I'm like, all right, there we go. That's uh, that's step two of your uh, of your grieving process. So we are we are there. No, but I'm, I'm actually I'm actually it was it was a great opportunity to sit down with the boys. And, and, and not only that, but it opened up a possibility for me to look at the entire 2020. Right. And how we've gone over all our successes and how much we've grown as a family and how much we've done um, throughout this whole quarantine and COVID period. But have we really defined our losses and taken time to grieve over those? Right. Have we really gone and gone out and said, like, what are you what 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 are you sad about? And, you know, I asked my wife, hey, what are you sad about? And that exercise, we're not fully through it. <laughs> we're going through it. But it's been one of those ones where it's very eye opening to sit down with like my wife, who I'm with her every day. And say, hey, what, what made you sad this year? And, you know, some, something as cheesy as tamale party for me wasn't on a big list for her until I actually expressed that, right? So, um, yeah, this has been um, a great exercise. And I, re I really suggest uh, everybody kind of go through that for the year and just kind of talk about feelings. It's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we were like – like we've said, you know, everybody just seemed to be so excited to to move on and and put 2020 behind us. Yeah. Um good things or bad things. It's yeah. just like, okay, it's done. Like It's done. Move on. Let's let's yeah. close that book and yeah. John, how about you? Um I think one of the things that I was realizing and it's not it's not a new revelation as far as, you know, being shared on this platform, but I think it was more the realization that I continue to be in the grieving process for the way that my teaching career ended. Yeah. Um, it just, you know, 2020 was not the way that I wanted to check out of teaching and you know, just having the school year end in March and not getting to do the, the goodbyes and the farewells either with students or colleagues or, 
you know, just to have those series of lasts. And, you know, I mean, that's how we do a school year, right? It's all the countdown stuff, right? It's the, it's the spring break and it's, you know, testing and exams. And then it's the, it's the last, whatever, like it's a locker clean out. It's like, you know, returning all the stuff. It's, you know, the last days. And so to just have all that fade and then to realize I'm never going to have that again. Um, you know, because each last day of school, there, there's always like the the mixed feeling of either this was a really good year or this was a really crap year and thank God it's over. But, you know, there was still good in it or, you know, whatever. But there's always that mentality. And it's similar with athletes of like, you know, th- there's always next year. Yeah. Right. There's always next season. And like I'd never been the athlete on the verge of retirement before <laughs> where, you know, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get to run it back. I'm not going to get to do this again. Uh, and so people still ask me and, you know, very kindly, very lovingly, like, man, aren't you glad you got out of teaching in 2020? And on the one hand, yeah, because that's been hard on anybody in any role in education. But to get out when it got hard for everybody else, that was mm. that was hard. Yeah. And... So I've, I've been, it's been interesting watching myself answer the question when people ask, you know, am I glad that I left teaching? Because part of the answer is no. Yeah. Yeah. Because I loved it. Yeah, for sure. And, and I didn't get to go out the way that I wanted to. And it's been interesting to me that that's continued to be the answer ever since the end of the school year was, you know, I love what I'm doing now and I'm so, so excited for what I get to do now, but I'm, I'm finding myself still in the in the grieving process for what was. Yeah. Do you feel that, especially since the way it ended and the way the new school year kicked off, has it been cold turkey? Has it been one of those ones where, I mean, even, even I mean, of course you have your friends and your colleagues that you still kind of probably mm-hmm. text with and go back and forth with. I don't know. Has that made it harder or easier as far as the transition? Because it's not like you moved away. I mean, well, you right. did move away, but you're not. It's not like you yeah. <laughs> really moved away um, to a point where you're not in contact with him anymore, right? So, how does that affect your your process as far as it's not like ripping the bandaid off? I guess is the best way to put it. Right. No, it's been a little tricky to navigate, honestly, um, because you know, in in one sense, it's almost like a breakup where <laughs> you need to have space and you need to not try to, you know keep strings attached. Um, but on the other hand, there were strings that still needed to remain attached. Mm-hmm. You know, there were connections that I wanted to maintain so that I could continue to offer to help and support and encourage. And, you know, I had a lot of experience that was going to be helpful for people that are now navigating uncharted territory. And so there, there was definitely a, uh, you know, we got to hang on to this, but hold it loosely kind of thing. And that's, yeah, that, that did make it harder because it wasn't, you know, a, a clean break. And But by the same token, I don't know if a clean break would have been helpful either, only because, again, the way that it ended sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I, I like what you said, though, about kind of the two sides of it. You, you love where you are. You love what you're doing. But there is still this sense of loss. There's still a sense of... Uh, what could have been, you know, what, what could I be doing? What could I be, um, what could I be offering? Right. You know, if I were still there. Um, and I feel like our tendency 
a lot of the time is to just shelve that stuff. And now I'm over here and right. I like where I am and things are good. And so I don't really have a reason to focus on the negative. Right. Uh, and so it's just, you know, the past is past and, and you know, we're going to walk into that, um, leaving it back there. But there's something important, whether we're moving into a new year or we're moving into a new career or whatever it is about, um, I don't want to say honoring the past because I feel like that gets overused sometimes, but sure. uh, about at least understanding and coming to terms with where we are coming from. Um, and particularly when we're dealing with major life happenings like the kind that were unavoidably thrust upon us in 2020, you know, um, we had a, a friend, he's, he's actually been on the podcast, uh, Pastor Mike, uh, who gave a sermon, uh, I guess it was last weekend, um, you know, talking about the fact that there is, there is a, a conversation, an internal maybe subconscious conversation that is happening with those things. Um, and, and, you know, if we're not dealing with them, if we're not coming to terms with them, then there are things that we're believing about those events, uh, that are, that are getting buried deep. Um, you know, and, and so for us, that means needing to take that stuff to Jesus, right. And, and get actual truth, on what that means instead of allowing lies to uh, infiltrate, you know, oh, John, you should have still been in the classroom because they would have needed you for this, this, and this last year, or, you know, um, those kinds of things that, that keep us tied to and stuck in those questions about what happened. Yeah, there, there's definitely, and I mean, I think we all know this on some level, there's there's interpretation of events and there's interpretation that comes sometimes without us even realizing that it showed up. Um, you know, you get in a fight with somebody and almost before you think about doing it, you start rehashing the conversation in the way that it should have gone and what they probably intended and what you probably should have said. And the, you know, 13 other ways that that could have played itself out. And, you know, it, those things I feel like especially get heightened in places of loss or grief. And so if 2020 held, any sort of hardship, which we know it did for so many people, and not that other years don't have that as well, but it just seemed like the potential for that was certainly increased in the last 12 months, that those situations are going to be being interpreted, you know, in your mind, in your heart, however you process emotion and feeling, um, you know, whatever assumptions you make about yourself and about other people, about the world around you, about the future, about the past, about pain, about relate any of it right? Something has to happen with it. It's not just going to sit there uninterpreted on the shelf for five years or 10 years or 20 years until you get around to it. And if we're not conscious of it, then the answers are already going to provide themselves almost before we realize it. And I think that's what happens to us in many cases is without ever taking the time to think about it, we come to conclusions about things that they were definitively bad or wrong or hurtful or painful, or there was no good in it, or no, no, it was fine. Everything was great. And we never quite get below that surface level experience of the situation. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think that was definitely part of what I was experiencing this year. There were definitely moments where I was aware of my choice to try to just be positive. And thankfully recognized sooner rather than later that, you know, there was something beneath that, that very real positivity that also needed to be addressed. And I didn't need to fake the positivity or try to, you know, move past it or, or stuff that. But I also needed to make sure that I was dealing with the grief at the same time. And, and I think that was one of the challenges for this past year. And again, most any year has pain of some of some form or another. I mean, the chances you make it through 365 days without a little bit of frustration or disappointment or heartache. I mean, thank God if it happened, but that, no. that is a rarity. And so I think that was just, that was part of our friend, Mike Haynes's message. And we can probably share that link somewhere. Cause it was, it was really, really well done. Um, but I think that was what we were realizing we needed to make space for here to not just say, hey, this is something people should do, but to then actually do it and doing it publicly is maybe a little bit weird. But, you know, that's just sort of I feel like what we started to do with this platform is, um, you know, not just teach good theoretical concepts, but try to be a little bit authentic with things that we're learning about, um, even if we're just on the front end of it or things that we're still in the midst of. And, um, so. Here we go. Souls bared and recording it for <laughs> yeah. whoever wants to yeah. listen. Yeah. You know what? I, I think another topic that kind of rolls into this too, and, and it's it's funny because as we prepared and as we shared notes about, about the topic and, you know, different areas that we've, you know, are experiencing grief in, one of the other issues that I kind of had was the fixer in me, the mentality yeah. of, wow, John had this struggle. John's grieving through this. Um, let me try to rescue him let me try to fix him let me try to give him a hug and make him feel better and 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 you're gonna like not shake it out of you but you're gonna feel better after this conversation right <laughs> and it's 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 to another degree where it's like hey you know sometimes it's just easier to say to sit there and listen right and say hey i'm here for you right i'm 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 here when you need me to um but i think that's the biggest uh you know challenge for me being the fixer is even listen to my wife and a similar struggle with the teaching this year is is not the well what do we got to do to fix it you know what do i got to do to make you feel better and just allow somebody yep. the time to grieve right i think that's that's a yep. key takeaway from this this these conversations that we're having today too well we're uncomfortable with it right like i, I mean mike you said you were asking janelle the question where you sat about from 2020 and yeah I, I don't i don't even know if i've asked myself that question mm -hmm. because we're uncomfortable with what comes next yeah, you know, I, it's hard to uh, just sit next to somebody and let them go through the the grieving process and not try and jump in mm -hmm. and either fix or uh, you know, oh, they're there, like it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I don't know, just something about that space makes us extremely uncomfortable, and so we we just jump at the chance to move past it. And not just allow that kind of natural process to happen. Um. Yeah, and it's—I mean, it's—it's it's amazing how uncomfortable we are with our own pain, and how uncomfortable we are with other people's pain. And you're right; the you need to get over your stuff because it's making me uncomfortable sitting here with you. Right. Yeah. Because I don't know what to do, and whatever I'm doing clearly isn't going to wrap this up 
in the next five minutes. And so I don't want to just leave you in your pain, but then your pain is also making me realize that I might have some stuff going on. (laughs) And so now you're just bugging me because I don't want to deal with any of it. And it was reminding me of, um, honestly, I forget where I read it, but they were talking about how long it takes us to process grief, you know, in the case of the loss of a loved one. And, you know, in American corporate life, bereavement leave is barely a thing. And if you get time off for the loss of a loved one, it's a couple of days, right? Unless it's like your spouse or your child, in which case you might get four or five days of bereavement leave. And then you're supposed to be back at work like you're good. Yeah. And when you stop and think about things like that, it just, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like you're not going to be good for a while. Right. And, you know, are you going to be able to function and still put your shoes on? I mean, you know, most days probably, but that doesn't mean you're okay. But that insistence on a return to normalcy, which has obviously been one of the buzzwords for 2020, it's just, it's really kind of unfair to yourself. And then it's unfair to whichever people you're trying to interact with that are aware of their pain and are trying to do something about it to have this insistence on, well, I mean, yeah, just get get over it. Yeah. You know, suck it up, Buttercup, especially yep. Yep. in the male circles. <laughs> it's just really unkind, especially because if you try to go that route, those interpretations still keep coming. Mm. Like just yeah. because you've told yourself you're over it doesn't necessarily mean you are. And so not that you need to spend years necessarily on a psychologist's couch. But there has to be time given to processing these things and figure out how you actually are and what the takeaways actually were from whatever the pain was. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, it's it's funny you mentioned that because the the, the timing of that can be so much or so different for everybody, right? I mean, like just maybe yesterday or the day before doing bath time with the boys and Kellen walks in and he looks at me and he's like, man, I miss Oscar. And Oscar's our our pet dog we lost two years ago yeah. that we had for ten years his whole life, right? And yeah. for him to come to me with that was kind of like my initial reaction was like, "Me too, bud. Me too." And it hit me, you know. I was like, "Man, I'm still grieving the loss of my dog from from two years ago, right? That was a family member for me." You know, I sound I as I'm telling myself this, like, "Wow, that was my dog," but you know, to me, like, I didn't realize that was a that was my my son's best friend, right? I mean, that was his that was his buddy for the longest time, and and uh, and so it's it's one of those things where I think that's the, a big takeaway for me is 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 allowing ourselves the time, recognizing that that's that that's there, and not fixing everybody else's problem, right? Not coming through yeah. through it. And, and so, no, I'm glad you I'm glad you say that, John. That's that hits home. Yeah, yeah. We just have gotten really good at not giving ourselves that space and uh, convincing ourselves that it's okay to move on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, whatever is bright and shiny in front of us, let's go get that, right. um, and and not giving our, our soul the the space to actually deal with what it needs to deal with. Yeah. Well, and even just thinking back, and it's amazing how far back I have to think to where this was reality. But I mean, go back twelve months and think about what the calendar looked like, like your day to day. I mean, nobody has a day planner anymore. Let's be serious. But, you know, (laughs) think about what your Google calendar looked like or your Outlook calendar. And I mean, we barely had space to process the day. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I didn't. Yeah. 
it was, you know, up first thing in the morning, out the door, head to work, 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 work all day long, make the drive home, maybe without stopping three other places along the way or, you know, having some evening commitment as well. And, you know, maybe find an hour to connect meaningfully with the people at home. But there was never any space to meaningfully connect with yourself. Right. Right. There there was minimal processing time just for that day, mm-hmm. let alone the accumulation of days over the course of a month or six months. Or, I mean, God, the, I love, we went over this. I love Christmas and New Year's is good times. But you get through like the press of the holiday and then you're supposed to hit the ground running into the new year. I mean, Mike, you were joking about, I think in our last episode, like the, the New Year's battle plan. Yeah. But your yeah. birthday is on the 30th of December. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like, you know, where's the processing time, right? right Here yeah. I am in the middle of having all this fun. And wait, now I got to have a plan for the next year while trying to learn the lessons from the last year? Like, <laughs> that seems unsustainable. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I know some people were talking about 2020 being like a reset because there was maybe a little bit more downtime for more people. But I feel like we still did a pretty good job of rolling out of the holidays with our vision set squarely on 2021 and this ardent desire to put 2020 in the rear view. And it almost feels like we're teeing ourselves up to do what we would do in any other year, which is, how am I doing? I don't know. I'm probably good. How was last year? I don't know. Well, it definitely wasn't 2020. And so, you know, let's roll. You know, new year, new me. And I think not realizing that's probably a little bit more detrimental and by a little bit, I mean a lot than we realize. Yeah. And it's, it's funny though, because how, how easily we want to do that to try to act normal again. Right. Like, Oh yeah. It's like, Hey, this is what I did last year. So (laughs) let me do it again. (laughs) But, but here's the thing too, that I keep going back to is yes, there was, you know, for, for a whole lot of folks, for a number of reasons, there was, there was extra downtime, but 2020 seemed to fly. I feel like faster than than most years go by. And I'm like, okay, but like the world literally came to a stop at least once during 2020 and the time flew. Like um actually Mike brought this up in his sermon, but I was thinking about this the other week too. Like, do you realize 2020 started and Kobe Bryant died? Like that, that feels like three years ago to me. (laughs) Where did 2020 go? You know? And so we could very easily just take that, you know, whatever we want to call it, Corona hole or, uh, and, and just leave that in the rear view. But, but there is something there that I feel like because of events and, and because like we just kept rolling, like, there's a lot of unpacking that did not happen because 2020 doesn't feel like with stuff shut down and people at home and spending more time with kids and, you know, and school and all that doesn't feel like that should have been time compressed in my brain. And so there's got to be stuff hanging out in there that I just blew past and need to go back and and take a look at. And, And maybe that's just me. Um, but, but as I look at 2020, you know, moving into 2021, I'm like, there's, there's stuff there for sure that needs to get dealt with. So I'm, I'm glad you bring that up, Tom. Like, how do you, like, 
as you're saying that, I, 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 I agree totally. Like there is stuff that I have to go through and even ask my wife that simple question of, you know, what were you grieving or what are you sad about in 2020? That's not a five minute conversation. Right. Um, and I go back to your, your yearly summit meeting. Um, but that time needs to be created. Right. And I, I guess I'll, I'll throw it back to you. Like, how do you, how are, do you plan on addressing that? Or do you have a plan or is that something, you know, cause I, I, I want to steal something from my tool, my, uh, my toll belt again. Yeah, no, we don't. I mean, you know, our, our, uh, which our summit, which was, uh, sort of abbreviated because we did not go away and, and get that chance to like totally disconnect from regular life this year. Um, you know, we've traditionally, that has been pretty much all about what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and not, not what, what are we coming out of? Um, and so this is, this is definitely new ground for me as well. Um, yeah. well, and I think one of the things we have to remind ourselves of, like even just noticing where this particular line of the conversation could go, right? Let, let's do a retreat to recap 2020 just like we're doing a retreat to plan for 2021 in other words this can be done in a concise amount of time maybe in a prolonged setting and mike it's making me think of you know what you were saying about your son talking to you about oscar yeah two years after the fact like it's not that this needs to be one really long conversation because mm-hmm. you can't do it in five minutes but this may need to be 20 yeah conversations of five minutes you know, over the next several months as things come to mind. That's a great point. Yeah. And I think we might do an injustice to ourselves in trying to do something good. If we try to check the box on this. Yeah, that's a really good point, John. I think it's, it's less about, uh, a moment and more about, uh, a willingness to not, has the opportunities to have a greater understanding of those events that have made a difference. I think maybe it just starts with being aware of those moments when that conversation can take place. Right. Cause Mike, it's not like you and Kellen scheduled some time to talk about Oscar. Right. Right. right? There was just a moment where that came up. And so recognizing like almost just being aware that this is a category that needs to be dealt with so that you're more attuned to it when those situations come up. And maybe if this is unfamiliar ground, then maybe you do have to schedule some of those conversations at first. Maybe you do need to carve out yeah. 15 minutes or an evening. Like, you know, don't make it a whole weekend because that just sounds awful. <laughs> but, you know, maybe intentionally make a little space for it. Yeah. But out of those intentional spaces, I feel like unintentional spaces will then also start to arise mm. where these things can happen very authentically and very organically. But I feel like if there's no space made for it, whether intentionally or not, then that takes us right back to Tom, what you were talking about of there's going to be interpretation made. And so unless we allow these things to come to light, they're, they're going to be happening behind the scenes. Yeah. And we won't realize the conclusions that we've come to. But I think that kind of brings us full circle, John, you know, Mike started off talking about, the opportunity to model for the boys what this looks like in a particular instance. But ideally, right, what we want to model is that this is normal. Yep. That this is a part of who we are and what we do. And 
you know, things are going to happen to us and we need to allow that space on a regular basis as a, just a part of what we do, um, to give space to, uh, you know, where that grief shows up because, you know, it's individual, it's highly personal. It's going to show up, you know, for Kellen, it showed up for whatever reason at bath time the other day that he was missing Oscar. Um, you know, and, and those kinds of things we can't plan, we can't schedule. It's it's going to hit us yep. and we have to take that time. And, and that's only going to happen if that's coming from a space of normal behavior that it's okay to feel these feelings and this is what we're going to do to understand, acknowledge, and move forward stronger. Yep. Yeah. It's funny. It's, it's so very much in line with what continues to be our most listened to episode, which goes all the way back to season one on land navigation and dead reckoning, that the only way you really move forward you know, when you're out in an environment where you're not entirely sure where you're going next is to routinely you know, make a practice of looking backwards, even as you continue to move forwards, that it's not just, you know, go forward, come hell or high water, and hopefully it all works out. But, you know, routinely checking the path that you've traveled to get you to where you were, as you then continue to try to make forward progress. And if that just becomes your natural movement in those situations, I mean, you get the double benefit of having healthy perspective on where you've been, and looking back and seeing the times where he made good decisions and looking back and seeing the times where less than ideal things happened. And all of that serving, I think, hopefully, to make the next choices, I don't know, hopefully better, but if not, at least more informed. Well, I think before any more, I don't know, soul cleansing happens, I mean, I'm sure we could sit through, sit here and talk about lots of other things that happened in the last year and not that that wouldn't be time well spent, but I think the idea was simply to offer space for this category to come up both for us and for all of you that are listening. And then to begin to follow our own advice, probably off air um, (laughs) a little bit more than we do on air. (coughs) Um, But to allow for this category to, to maybe become a little bit more present and focused, Um, you know, 2021, as with any new year, has lots of opportunities and lots of potential. But also, as we've seen the first two weeks of 2021 play out, there's still lots of potential for heartache and grief and sadness and difficulty and frustration and pain. And so as a kindness to ourselves, as a kindness to the people that have to live with us, as a kindness to the people that we live with, um, making sure that we're creating space to take stock of how we're actually doing. And how the events of yesterday or last week or last month or two years ago uh, are having an effect on us and making sure that we're not only aware of that effect, but Tom, as you said earlier, that we're allowing for truthful interpretation of those things um, and giving ourselves space to grieve when necessary, uh, to rejoice when possible, um, but just to be aware of the path that we've taken to get to where we are, even as we continue to look forward to good days to come. So thank you guys for being on this journey with us. Uh, If you're new to this platform, um, go back and take a look at some of the other stuff and see what got us here in the first place. Uh, But we're glad to have you here now. 
and we're looking forward to all the good things to come in 2021. So we'll see you guys next time. Before you go, we just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for being a part of the conversation and taking on this journey with us. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and throw us a like or write a review. All of that helps other people find our show. If you're looking for more, head over to our website, strong-towers.com, and sign up to receive notifications whenever we release new content. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at strong underscore towers. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, We Are Strong Towers, to keep the conversation going throughout the week. If you want to support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash strong towers for your chance to score some strong tower swag and get access to exclusive content. We appreciate y'all and we'll see you back here real soon.